Hi. So recently I started a new hobby and I was encouraged by a few people to actually record this and kind of explore that from an occupational lens, I guess. Uh, It's a, a time in the history of the world where I think a lot of people are looking for new things to do and... This is, I guess, a a bit of a story time about my journey. G'day, my name's Brock Cook and welcome to Occupied. In this podcast, we're aiming to put the occupation in occupational therapy. We explore the people, topics, theories and underpinnings that make this profession so incredible. If you're new here, you can find all of our previous episodes and resources at OccupiedPodcast.com. But for now, let's roll the episode. So, as we know, it is a weird time in history at present. We are now in various states of lockdown around the world, uh, in various risks with regards to catching COVID and suffering the ill effects of COVID. Uh, We are approaching a time when we are really going to start seeing the economic uh, implications of having to deal with COVID through lockdowns and, and redundancies and all of that kind of stuff. But I don't want to try and focus on that stuff too much this episode. What I do want to focus on is hobbies. So I'm going to tell a bit of a story and then we'll try and break it down a little bit. So I'm sure everyone has been very familiar with the fact that for a long period of time, some longer than others, uh, we were having to reduce a lot of the access to our regular occupations due to lockdowns, due to isolations, etc. And this, for a lot of people, led to them sometimes losing some of their previous occupations, particularly a lot of their non-work-related ones, their hobbies, their leisure activities. Uh, I think often when people go through this Uh, I guess, state of occupational disruption. Those hobbies are generally the first thing to go. Those leisure things, those things that we often perceive as stuff that we do for fun in our spare time, etc. They're often seen or they're often the first things to disappear when time gets tight or things get rough, etc. They're seen as extra in a lot of ways. And we as OTs know that that is unfortunate because we know that they're important. They're not necessarily extra. They have as much value, sometimes more value, than a lot of other occupations that people engage in. So we've seen, I've seen, talking to a lot of people around the world during this this year, uh, a huge change in the occupations that people are doing for leisure. Initially, we saw a lot more people uh, so using Zoom to connect with family and trying to replicate some of the occupations that they would do previously, but in a virtual sense, I guess. So you would see people 
doing virtual concerts and having virtual family dinners and all of this kind of stuff, trying to, I guess, uh, regain some normalcy in a world that was far from it. Eventually, I think it kind of sunk into people that this is a new normal. Uh, It's not going away in a hurry. So the fixes that we put into place for ourselves needed to be more permanent. They needed to be more sustainable. And I think it's led to a lot of people, including myself, exploring new occupations, which has been, uh, for me, quite a, a learning curve. Quite a, 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 it's been a journey. Yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyway, for the longest time, probably for 12 years, I've had a DSLR camera. We've had a DSLR camera, me and my partner. Uh, I could put that in automatic mode and I could take snapshots of whatever it was. had no idea how any of the myriad of settings, buttons, uh, anything on it, really how it worked. I could take a photo with it, I could download that photo onto my computer, and that was about it. In probably about May, probably middle of this uh, pandemic, um, I bought a drone. I was searching for an occupation that I could engage in for leisure that would essentially be outside. I wanted to get outside. I was so sick of being at home. Still so sick of being at home. But I wanted to find an occupation that met my need for just being outside. Um, I also had a creative need. Uh, And I've spoken about my creative need in the past on this podcast. It's something... I was actually speaking to someone the other day about it. It's something that... I only really discovered after I graduated as an OT, I never really engaged in many, uh, I guess, creative occupations before that, but I have since explored things like painting, I've tried to write, I have I have tried to take photos, um, I've discovered like digital drawing. I had tried to get back into sketching um, and all of them. Yeah, I enjoyed them for a short period, but none of them I felt like, yep, this is it. This is what I really want to put some time and put some effort and put some dedication to the pursuit of mastery into. And none of them grabbed my attention to that level. I've also always had a fascination with flight. Now, again, I think I've spoken on the podcast before uh, about my when I first graduated high school, I was going to go to the Air Force. Um, I've always loved planes, helicopters, all of that stuff. So when it came to looking for an, uh, an occupation that I can engage in that incorporated me being outside more, coming across drone photography seemed like the perfect mix for me. Uh, I got to indulge my fascination with flight. I got to be outside because 
you can't really fly them inside, so you have to be outside. Um, and I also got to express uh, my creativeness through whatever it is that I was taking photos of. That's how it started anyway. So I bought a drone, started learning how to use it, realized, hey, this is, this is something else. Uh, this is a lot more than I had originally anticipated, mainly due to the perception and being able to look at something that I'd seen God knows how many times before, but from a completely different angle that for 99% of the time, 99% of people probably had never seen these scenes and these uh, rivers and beaches and all of that kind of stuff from that angle. Um, It allowed me to, I guess... uh, train to a degree a bit of a creative eye in trying to find beauty trying to find creativity in something that was already there something that okay yeah i'd been to this beach a thousand times but what could i do to get an interesting photo of this place that you know might be relatively mundane that was a a challenge and I really enjoyed it. Uh, It also allowed me to start to learn about, I guess, probably more of the scientifics of photography. So I spoke earlier about always having a DSLR camera, but never really understanding what all the different settings were, what they meant, what they did, all that kind of stuff. Um, The drone was really good for that because it kind of essentially there's three main settings that you want to try and juggle with with a camera with photography and the drone had one of those that was fixed couldn't change it so it meant i only had to learn how two of them worked in order to get really good photos with the drone from there once i started to get my head around it i was like dude i actually think i could apply this knowledge to a general camera. I think I can finally sort of get my head around what all these different settings on the camera do and start to, again, look for interesting angles, a creative eye to find images on the ground, obviously, um, that I guess aesthetically appeal to me or I found interesting. Similar to most things in my life, I usually do them because I find them interesting. Same as this podcast. Um, so I, I bust out the old DSLR and took it on a couple of trips. Uh, got some really interesting photos, started to learn how it worked. Um, decided that, yep, this is something I'm definitely willing to sink my teeth into and really put some time into learning uh, and trying to, I guess, progress towards uh, that level of mastery. Um, so I ended up buying a new camera, upgraded, upgraded some lenses, bought some new lenses, um, bought all the gear that I would need, uh, in my opinion, to get the kinds of photos that I would really like to take, which at the present is, you know, landscapes and 
sort of, I guess, uh, photos of nature, that kind of thing. In order to do that and in order to, I guess, learn as much as I can, progress through that those stages of mastery, I decided I was just going to try and shoot everything. So I've done baby shoots. I've done. I shot a wedding. Um, I've shot landscapes. I've shot birds. I've taken photos of my dog. I've taken photos of weird shadows and product stuff on my desk right here in front of me. Um, I've taken long shots. I've taken really close, short photos of bugs. And I guess not all of that was super like piquing my interest, but all of it taught me something. And I I'm feel like I'm slowly, slowly getting the hang of how to take an okay photo. The thing that I'm really loving about this as a hobby is not just that it on paper ticks all of the boxes that I like from a hobby. Um, like it's not just that it's creative. It's not just that it's, you know, some probably will probably say, oh, it's because it's to do with tech kind of thing. And yeah, that probably is part of it. But it's not just that. It's the fact that I really knew nothing about. I'm starting essentially from scratch. And the more I learn, the more I learn how much I don't know. Uh, I know I've really tried to just immerse myself in this world. I have been reading books. I've been reading blogs. I am part of photography Facebook groups. I have watched hours of YouTube um, to the point where I've now got like favorite photographers and that kind of thing. And I'm just soaking in information, which is something that I haven't felt like I've been able to do for a very long time. And I'm loving it, absolutely loving it. But I'm also aware how further and further away I'm currently in my current stage, how further away I'm feeling from that point of mastery. Because like I said earlier, the more I'm learning, the more I realize I don't know. Um, the other thing is it's a really accessible hobby to get into location-wise. Like I said, I've taken photos on my desk. Equipment-wise, yes, it can be expensive and I'm in a very privileged position where I can afford um, to, to get some half-decent gear. Uh, I understand that it's not something that everyone could just sort of outlay a lot of money on. But I've also learned that the equipment doesn't mean as much as a creative eye or a cool idea. And that's something, unfortunately, I learned after I bought the equipment. But it's something that I think at the moment is my focus. That's what I want to learn. I want to enhance my creative eye more than I need to get my head around settings and you know, apertures and the ISO and f uh, focus lengths and all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff is is fine and it's good, but I can make a blurry photo amazing with the right idea and the right angle and the right light and the right sort of creative exposure. And I can make the sharpest 
most well-focused, best image look boring as if I can't find something creative in that scene to actually shoot. So to me, the real art is sort of like honing that eye, honing that creative part of my brain to be able to see my thing is I'm, I'm trying to see that beauty, see something interesting in something that people, you know, may walk past every day. They may have been there a thousand times, but never seen it the way I see it. So I'll go to a beach and I'll find a tiny little weed growing in the sand. Or I took a photo of a little tree that was growing out of a, a brick wall a, a little while ago. And it was like, you know, two inches long, but zoomed in with the right editing and the right exposure and everything. It looked really cool. Um, and I'll probably share, I'll throw some of the photos that I've taken uh, into the show notes. So if you really want to, you can have a look. Um, but it's for me, it's about seeing things in a different way. And I can't help but feel <laughs> that OT has kind of prepared me a little bit for that, even though it's I'm not saying that OT and photography are the same thing, but in learning to become an OT and through the process of being an OT, I learned to view things in very different ways to how I had previously. So I'm kind of accustomed to learning these new lenses, no pun intended. I'm kind of accustomed to changing how I can view a situation with a different perspective. And these are all things that I feel like I've been able to carry over into this hobby as well. You know, you may see a tree. Everyone may see a tree. That's cool. But when I look at it, I might see a beam of light between two branches. I might see one different colored leaf in a, a, you know, otherwise similarly colored bunch. I might see an ant walking on a, on a piece of bark. Like there are so many things that I feel like I may notice differently in a scene than the average person. And it's got nothing to do with, you know, I'm born with it or anything like that. I can guarantee you I was not born a creative person. Guarantee it. It's something that I've learned. It's something that I've trained my brain to look at. It's something that has piqued my interests. It's piqued my fascination. And I am immersing myself in that world to learn as much as I possibly can. The other thing that it's kind of done, which is cool, is from a social point of view, one, it's opened me up to a whole other community. Uh, I ended up starting a, a separate Instagram account for just my photo stuff. Um, main reason for that is I was taking a lot of photos, still am taking a lot of photos and learning, and I kind of wanted to start that and keep it for myself as a log of so that I could look back and go, man, look how far you've come. Um, look at your photos back then compared to your photos now. Look at your editing back then compared to your editing now, etc. Uh, it also allowed me to tap into this on Instagram anyway, tap into uh, the photography community without having them bombarded with you know the stuff that gets posted on Occupied or the stuff that gets posted on my personal Instagram account. Because um, they're they're targeting different communities. Occupied is very much obviously 
the OT community that that account is tapped into. So I started this other account to tap into that community and through that community I've met people, local people, people around the world. Um, I've exchanged tips, um, scouted out some cool locations from the people that I know locally now um, and just had general conversations in this space which has enhanced my learning. Again, that's something I've talked about on the podcast with OT. If you want to be a better OT, link in with those communities of practice. Link in with OTs in similar fields with similar ideas or ideas that you want to learn. Um, I'm not even remotely close to any kind of like amazing photographer. I aspire to be one day, but linking in with communities of people who are either at the same level as me or on the same trajectory as me or better than me and being able to talk with those people, that's how we learn. And that has been invaluable to me is tapping into this whole other world, this whole other community. Uh, In saying that, there's also groups on Facebook that I've been uh, luckily found and lucky to be a part of where... Uh, for some of them, like I've been able to post some of my photos, some of my edits, um, get constructive feedback, get some tips and tricks on how to use editing software like Lightroom, um, some tips and tricks on exposure, on different lenses, on you know anything really. But I've been able to get constructive criticism for the purpose of improving my photography. Um, The other good thing is, especially given, like I said before, this is quite an expensive hobby, getting that advice before you make purchases in this realm can be massive and can save you a lot of money um, rather than having to buy things. Realize they're not for you or that they don't suit your camera or your style or whatever um, and then having to sell them and make a loss. So... Tapping into those communities can also have an economic benefit for you as well, which is awesome. I think the biggest thing is it's something that it's kind of brought other people in my life a bit closer as well. My partner is showing interest in it, so it's something that we've been out together taking photos. Um, A lot of my hobbies previous to that haven't really been of much interest to her, like powerlifting, that kind of stuff. So it's been very much like that's my thing and she has her thing, whereas this is something that, yes, she's probably not as I would definitely say obsessed um, as I am, but it's definitely something that every now and then she's more than happy to come with if I go on a photo shoot somewhere, especially obviously if it's somewhere that interests her, and we can do that together, which is lovely. It's also, there's been other friends of mine who, uh, similar to me, may have had cameras in the past and just never really learned how to use them, who are now, uh, I guess, seeing that I'm doing it and going, hey, like I've got one of them, I've got a camera, I can learn how to use it too. So they're kind of getting into it as well. Um, and we're, we're planning things. We're planning on like, oh, how about if we, you know, do an overnight trip to this place and we'll take some photos, get some sunset photos, get some sunrise photos, um, kind of like a little photography trip. So it's it's opening up more opportunities for me. I guess from an occupational point of view, 
it's something I really just wanted to highlight the the benefits of not neglecting those leisure occupations, not neglecting uh, any of your occupational needs despite what's going on in the world. I know that photography isn't everyone's cup of tea. I know that it's not accessible to everyone. Like I said before, it's super expensive if you want to get into DSLR photography or mirrorless photography. People have a phone. I know I, and I follow accounts uh, on that Instagram of people who are they class themselves as phone photographers. And again, it's about using the tools that you've got available to find interest and find beauty in things that might usually be seen as mundane or the usual. So some of the photos I've seen on some of those accounts where they're literally just taking photos with their phone are absolutely phenomenal. Like There's no way I could replicate it with a $10,000 camera because it's to do with their creative eyes, to do with how well-trained they are at finding that interest, at finding that subject amongst the noise. Um, so it, depending on what kind of photography you want to do, if you are interested in photography, can depend on how accessible it is. Obviously, like I said, cameras, uh, I think the new top-of-the-line camera bodies, just the bodies with no lenses. I think the Canon 1DX is about $10,000 Australian. Um, the brand-new Canon R5s are, I think, about $7,000 Australian. So it's one of those hobbies where you can spend as little or as much as you want. There's plenty of second-hand cameras and older ones that you might be able to get into, digital ones still, if you wanted to do digital, um, that you could pick up you know, on Facebook Marketplace or something like that that will do just as good a job. Uh, that's probably the one advice I would give to people is don't be like me and think you need the best to, to, to partake, to get involved. Um, it's something that I've – it's probably a bad habit that I've had my whole life. I have often – been of that opinion that you know if I'm going to do something I'm going to buy the best and get the best and then be the best and it's something that I've realized kind of for the first time almost with this hobby that with the best equipment I can still take shitty photos and with a shitty camera I can take some phenomenal photos uh, it's more to do with training your creative eye your creative brain than it is to do with the equipment that you're actually using to take the picture Taking the picture is almost like the 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 end of the journey. the The journey itself is composition and looking for light and seeing how things interact with each other in the frame and setting it up. And you know, it might be going for a hike and finding the locations. All of that stuff happens, and the photo is almost like just evidence that it did. If you did all of that stuff and never actually took a photo, you'd still have done all of that stuff. I know I'm going back on my goal-setting rant, but it, it becomes more pertinent when I can relate it to something that I'm doing in real life. And that excites me because I feel like it's, it's times like these where I guess I'm reflecting on stuff that's happened that I realize the potential of occupational therapy because... It's real. It's something that is happening and I can relate it 
to what's going on. Uh, anyway, that's probably more than enough uh, rambling for me. I just kind of I got asked to to share my experience of starting a new hobby um, by by a friend of mine. So I thought, why not? So happy to field any questions. Feel free to get in contact. I will throw up some of my photos. Obviously, I'm only going to pick the good ones because you know that's what Instagram's for, isn't it? Um, and I might even link, if you're lucky, I might even link the photography Instagram account that I started in the show notes if you're interested in checking that out. Um, other than that, I would love to see what photos you guys have taken. If you're into photography, let me know. Tag me in some of your photos. Um, let's let's see what you got. And also, if you've started any other hobbies since the COVID thing started this year, let me know what hobbies have you started? How are you getting on? How are you enjoying it? What? Why did you start those hobbies? I'm really keen to to hear what everyone else is doing. So, uh, other than that, guys, I will catch you later because I'm going to go and take some photos. If you liked this episode and want to check out more, head over to occupiedpodcast.com. Or search Occupied Podcast in your favorite podcasting app. If you have thoughts or reflections on the topics discussed today, please do get in contact. We'd love to hear from you. And lastly, if you got some value from this and you want to help us out, like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Remember, be good to yourself, be good to others, and always keep occupied.